Hello, friends. Hello, 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 friends. A tradition unlike any other. Oh, 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 my goodness. In your life have you seen anything like that? There it is. Adam Scott, a life changer. Mashed potato. Here it, here it, here it, here it comes. G'day and welcome to the 19th tee. Just Drew's with you for episode nine. Marshy currently a bit unwell, so just hoping he gets better pretty quickly. We're going to give this one a crack with just the one voice. Hopefully you don't get too bored of it too quickly, but there's been plenty happening in the world of golf. We begin as we always do with our beer of the week. And this week we've gone back to our mates at Bolter Brewing and their new beer that's just been released in the lager, in the bright blue can, the teeth on the front. Uh, it's been described uh, as full of drinkableness. It's light and refreshing from all reports. I'm really looking forward to trying this one out um, for the first time. So let's crack this one open as we always do. Yeah, just what you'd expect from Bolter. Uh, pretty standard from a lager perspective, but... The Bolter boys, they absolutely know what they're doing up there. Uh, a really, really good beer so far. All right, let's get stuck into winners and losers, as we always do. Uh, and we're going to start with the winners, which I've had the uh, privilege of picking this for two weeks in a row now. Um, and our first winner is, of course, Justin Thomas, JT. Um, of course, won the CJ Cup at Nine Bridges. He produced a really impressive final round to hold off Danny Lee, uh, the Kiwi. And uh, he takes home his 11th win on the tour and his 10th in the past three seasons, the most on tour. What was really impressive from my perspective from JT is he's converted eight of 11, 54 hole leads into wins. So when he's leading after three rounds, he's absolutely dominating uh, in the final 18 holes. So JT producing a really, really good performance there. From the Australians, Cam Smith was obviously the pick of the bunch, but JT, um, you know, he just never got really anywhere near JT, I suppose, five shots back at T3. So um, great effort for, for Cam there to, to get into T3. But Justin Thomas, um, what a goal for this bloke is. Um, just have a think of this for a moment. Um, Justin Ray Golf on Twitter, of course, a, a tweet that we love uh, following. The most PGA Tour wins before the age of 27 in the last 30 years. Tiger Woods, 34. So absolute freak. Justin Thomas, 11. Phil Mickelson, 11. Rory, 11. And Jordan Spieth, 11. So absolutely going great. Great guns is JT. He, and this is another fantastic stat from Justin as well. Justin Thomas is the fifth player since World War II with 11 PGA Tour wins, including a major before the age of 27. Those other players... Jack, Tiger, Rory, and Jordan Spieth. So, joined some pretty illustrious company, does JT. It was a really great event, I thought, the CJ Cup, if we just divert away from JT himself for a moment. As I mentioned, Cam Smith finished T3 at 15 under five shots back. I thought Gary Woodland was a little bit of a sleeper here. Um, he finished T3 at 15 under alongside Cam Smith. He shot a final round 66. I think it probably puts him in contention for a President Cup spot. Um, he obviously we know Gary Woodland is a up and coming superstar in the world of golf, but I think it puts him firmly on the map for, for a president's cup spot. So of course we do know that they are coming out in a couple of weeks and we'll deliver our predictions, um, 
in the week leading in. But I think Gary Woodland has probably put his hand up ahead of a number of other players, including Jordan Spieth, for a spot um, at the President's Cup in Melbourne. My second winner is Jason Day. Of course, we are recording this on Monday, the 21st of October. And it's been an exciting day in Japan for the Japan Skins. Jason Day, of course, the winner of that event. He nailed the Super Skin on the 18th to win $210,000 and the event. He won eight skins in total. Tiger, five skins for 60K. Rory, four skins for 60K. And Hideki Hamatsuyama, the hometown favorite, uh, just the one skin for 20K. I thought it was a ripping um, little tournament uh, day. I, I'm not sure the crowds were as big as they, what they expected, um, but it was awesome to see. I love the fact that we have players mic'd up um, across the day and the banter that was happening between them. I'd love to see that during a normal round of golf. So um, hopefully that's something that can make its way into uh, on the PGA Tour. I know it's been done a couple of times before, but it'd be great to have maybe one or two uh, mic'd up everywhere we go. And the third and final winner off the European Tour is Belgian Nicolas Colsert. He produced uh, just an exceptional, exceptional performance in the final round of the Amundi Open de France. Um, it's his first European tour win in over seven years. It was a roller coaster final round um, as he edged out uh, Joachim B. Hansen by one shot at Le Golf National. And there were three different leaders inside the final six holes in Paris. Uh, absolutely insane. Um, George Coetzee led by two at the 13th tee. Hansen was ahead uh, with two to play. And then before a big hitting Belgian, Nicolas Colsertz came in and uh, won the tournament. It was he was pretty emotional afterwards. Um, there's a great video on the European Tour website. We've seen this a little bit. Um, of course, he was part of that miracle at Madonna. Um, the Europe team, obviously, coming from 10-4 down. We know how amazing that was um, in 2012. So, um, Nicholas Colsers gets my third winner of the week on the European Tour. Another little bit of exciting news coming out of the European Tour. And I was going to pop him in the winner's circle it was actually Lucas Herbert who secured his 2020 European Tour card after finishing inside the top 20 at the Open de France. He jumps into the top 100 on the Race to Dubai rankings with one event to go. So awesome result for Lucas to uh, secure his 2020 European Tour card. Um, he's had some fantastic finishes this year. He obviously finished T7 at the Dubai Desert Classic. He came back to Australia, played in the Vic Open, um, T37 there. He played in the British Masters, T35, the BMW International Open, T49, the European Masters, T8. Um, so, uh, And then, obviously, uh, five under par, T14 at the Open de France and, and T34 at the Italian Open. So, Lucas going to be playing on the European Tour in 2020. So, congratulations to him. Absolutely fantastic Um to have Aussies playing on at the European Tour. And speaking of securing cards, uh, our friend Maverick Antcliffe, who uh, if you haven't listened to this interview from a couple of episodes back, go back and listen to Mav Antcliffe's story. He finished T15 at the Hainan Open in China. So there's only a couple of events to go on this, uh, on this tour. He's still leading the order of merit on the China tour uh, with two tournaments left to go. So he is looking very good to secure his European tour card. So best of luck to Mav Antcliffe. It's going to be another fantastic few tournaments on the China tour, I'm sure. So obviously we're hoping that Mav has a win. I want to touch on our losers very quickly now. My first loser goes to the PGA tour fantasy app. 
the PGA Tour Fantasy app glitched and sent out notifications to players that some uh, players had been withdrawn from the CJ Cup. I got a notification for Tommy Fleetwood and Hideki Matsuyama. Um, so he, I was scrambling sort of a couple of holes in going, what's what's happened? I was going to have to play Brooks Kepka for the first time, which I didn't really want to do. Um, but uh, it just turns out it was actually a glitch and everyone was still in the field. Um, I had a look. Tommy Fleetwood was in um, on, I think he was on the eighth hole um, after I got a notification that he'd pulled out on the second. So um, interesting little glitch from the PGA Tour Fantasy app gave me a little bit of stress over the weekend. Um, but all in all, it was resolved. They sent another notification out saying that it had um, been resolved. As I take a short break to just have a mouthful of the Bolter Lager, um, still as good as what I mentioned at the top of the show. My second loser for the week is my stress levels. Now, Tiger Woods said he's still TBA on whether he's going to pick himself as a captain's pick in the President's Cup. Um, I'm, this is not boding well for my confidence. Um, as to whether Tiger is going to play, um, he's he's not committed to using a President's Cup pick on himself. Um, so hope I'm obviously hopeful that he's going to uh, be playing when I head over to Royal Melbourne uh, on the 13th to the 15th of December. So um, he is playing at the Zozo Championship this weekend and the Hero World Challenge on the 4th to the 7th of December. So he doesn't really play a lot of fall tournaments, um, as we know. So a couple coming up for him. I'm really hoping that he he does pick himself. Um, obviously he's going to be here either way. Uh, so my stress levels over the next couple of weeks, uh, not going to be uh, at a low level. Let's put it that way. I'd suggest that um, I'm probably going to be hanging on every word that Tiger Wood says. Now, my third loser for this week is, is an interesting story and, and somewhat of a sad story. Um, Matt Every, he was suspended for 12 weeks for violating the PGA's drugs policy. He is eligible to compete again on January the 7th, 2020. The tour didn't come out and say what he tested positive for, um, but in uh, the spirit of uh, players coming out and, and uh, being honest, as we as we saw last week, um, he came out and said it was that he'd been uh, suspended for cannabis use, which he has a prescription for in the state of Florida. He has been prescribed it for a mental health condition. Um, he did come out and say that he accepted the punishments and acknowledges that he broke WADA's code. So um, interesting to see how... Um, this one turns out, obviously, Matt Every's not going to be playing um, until January next year. It's a bit of a sad story, um, and I suppose it just kind of highlights where, um, I suppose, medicinal use of cannabis needs to go. Obviously, we don't want to get too political, but, um, you know, he acknowledges he broke Wider's code, and, and he is going to spend the next 12 weeks on the sidelines. Of course, um, a little bit of extra news coming from around the country this week. Here in Perth, we had the WA Open, which was held at Cottesloe Golf Club over the weekend. I managed to get out there on Friday on my lunch break for an hour and um, just walk around with some of the players. And then on Saturday morning, I followed our very good mate, uh, Lucas Michelle, around for 18 holes. Access was absolutely brilliant. If you followed uh, some of the stories on the 19th Tee on Twitter and Instagram, uh, which is at the 19th Tee podcast, um, there was no ropes. You can walk wherever you want, right up uh, onto tee boxes, um, to watch players. Uh, I was with uh, Lucas Michelle, as I mentioned. He was playing alongside Justin Warren and Daniel Gale, which was fantastic to to be a part of um, their group. Uh, I was one of two people following um, following the three players around. Lucas was the only one with a caddy, um, and I got talking to his caddy. Lucas turned around. Um, we've we've had it, sent him a couple of messages about coming on the podcast, and 
and he was um, more than accommodating and having a chat. He absolutely loves his golf architecture as I do. So we were having a really good chat about that um, and some of the courses he's played, including Pinehurst number two and Pinehurst number four. So uh, when we do get him on the show, um, we certainly will be chatting a little bit about that. It was excellent also just um, to get chatting to Justin Warren, who I managed to walk around with for the last couple of holes as well. Uh, Justin was really down to earth. He was, um, you know, he obviously wanted to know what Perth was like, um, where he could go out and have a beer that night. Um, and it was just fantastic being able to have a chat to him and, and really get an understanding of um, what it takes to be, to be a professional golfer. Uh, he has turned pro. He's trying to make his way onto the European tour. He's off to Spain for the qualifying um, in the Q school over there. So, um, and it is interesting to see how things, uh, pan out because, um, the winner obviously was Michael Sim who produced a great final round to overcome amateur Hayden Hopewell. Michael Sim walked away with $18,000 for winning that tournament. Justin Warren, who finished sort of towards the bottom, um, finished with $298. Now that's public record. Um, but $298 barely covers the cost of actually getting to Perth. So, um, it is certainly interesting. It's not as glamorous as what everyone uh, thinks it is about being a professional golfers. One thing that I really did enjoy was that every player used a range finder um, and it sped up play so amazingly quickly. Um, we were firing through the um, firing through the uh, holes, which was excellent to, to get through them. Um, we caught up to a few uh, groups, which was in the inaugural WA All Abilities title. Um, amputee golf legend Jeff Nicholas won that. It was absolutely awesome. These guys were first off the tee at 8 a.m. when I was there. Um, there was a small crowd gathered to watch them tee off. Um, it was absolutely fascinating watching these guys play. Um, really, really inspiring stuff. Um, so I was glad I was able to watch a couple of holes of their action as well. Um, of course, a really good uh, tournament. There was a good crowd out there at the WA Open on Sunday. Uh, but Obviously, it was free all weekend, so we, we did need WA golf fans to vote with their feet, and I think they did that uh, on Sunday, which was great. A bit of a wrap of the Australians playing around the, the globe, I suppose, um, as we always do. The CJ Cup, as we mentioned, Cam Smith led the way for the Aussies, five shots behind Justin Thomas at 15 under T3. A few other Aussies uh, making the cut and finishing quite well. Matt Jones was nine under at T20. Jason Day, T31 at seven under. And Mark Leishman at four under, T43. T67 was Wanjun Lee at five over. In the Japan Open uh, at the Koga Golf Club Japan, uh, Chan Kim won that event at plus one. Not often that you see a tournament one, one over. Brad Kennedy, Adam Scott and Brendan Jones all finished T5 at four over par jack thompson the amateur finished at nine over par and matt griffin 10 over par t29 adam bland and david branson did miss the cut there in the french open as we mentioned lucas herbert five under t14 he's been going absolutely fantastically jason scrivener t26 at one under um, and then a few other aussies further back in the pack there the buick lpga in shanghai Catherine kirk finished at two over as did sue o Minji Lee finished at four over T50 in the Hainan Open, as we mentioned, obviously, Mav Antcliffe T15, as well as Bryden McPherson, uh, six under T15 as well. In the Nexus Risk WA Open, we mentioned Michael Sim at 15 under. Plenty of other Aussies going around there. Jared Felton finished T7. Joseph Owen, the amateur as well, he finished T7. So it was great to see some of the amateurs going around. Uh, and the Fujitsu ladies 
Karis Davidson missed the cut at one over, uh, one over rather, and in the Peru Open, uh, Ryan Ruffles missed the cut there. But it's been an absolutely fantastic week for Australia's best young amateurs, obviously. Jack Thompson, as I mentioned, finished equal low amateur at the Japan Open. Uh, there was just so many fantastic results here. Grace Kimmy uh, shot uh, 61 in Korea on her way to gold. Um, honestly, just log on to the Golf Australia Instagram page and just have a look at their um, fantastic results from the weekend. So the Aussies going absolutely great guns this weekend. Of course, we did have the PGA Tour Fantasy app going once again. Of course, I mentioned the glitch. That messed with me a little. I did have Brooks Kepka on the bench, which I thought I was going to have to use that, but he did withdraw. Everything ended up okay. I kept Tommy Fleetwood and Hideki Matsuyama on uh, in my starting spots. Kieran had another win. That closes the gap uh, narrowly. It was only a small win. And we have welcomed our fourth player to our competition, which has been absolutely fantastic. If anyone would like to uh, join the league, of course they can. It's the 19th T podcast on the PGA Tour app. We did welcome Ford. Uh, there is a number of R's in that uh, in that name and then a number of E's. So F-O, four R's, four E's. Um, so he didn't put a team in for this weekend, but we'd absolutely love you to put one in for the uh, the, all the Zozo Championship that's coming up, rather, will be the next one that you can play the PGA Tour fantasy game on. Of course, the PGA Tour staying in Asia as we do draw this shorter version of the podcast to a close, just the one voice, as I mentioned. Uh, staying in Asia as we head to Japan for the Zozo Championship at Accordia Golf Narashino Country Club, headlined by Tiger Woods making his season debut. It is Rory's first start since he won the Tour Championship. There's 10 President's Cup team members playing this weekend. There's also a number playing for one of those captain's picks, as we mentioned. Past 70, 500 FedEx Cup points up for grabs. Should be a really exciting tournament, obviously, the Zozo Championship. Um, Hideki Matsuyama is obviously going to be a local favourite in Japan there. It's going to be really exciting. Um, obviously, I'm really looking forward to seeing Tiger Woods making his season debut. He had that arthroscopic procedure on his left knee during the Tour Championship. Um, he had a little bit of cartilage damage in there, as we do know. Um, so it's going to be very exciting, of course. As I mentioned, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, um, all of these players making their debut. Um, rookie sensation, Victor Hovland. He has, um, well, he's making his start at the Zozo Championship, but unfortunately, his streak, um, is over. Uh, he had 19 consecutive rounds in the 60s. He did have a round in the 70s over the weekend, but 19 consecutive rounds in the 60s. Absolutely sensational. About 74 under par during that time, which is just absolutely incredible. Uh, so Victor Hovland will be in there alongside uh, fellow rookie Matthew Wolf, who've received uh, sponsor exemptions. Um, alongside uh, the Japanese teenager who's absolutely going great guns in Rayo Ishikawa. Uh, of course, 2019 major champions Gary Woodland's in there. Shane Lowry's in there. Uh, Justin Thomas, who's just coming off his win at the CJ Cup, uh, will also be in there. It is the inaugural event. Uh, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. I'll be interested to see if Justin Thomas wears his hoodie that he wore again. Um, I think probably the first time I've seen that on the PGA Tour. Uh, which was awesome to see. Um, Kieran has described it as lit, and he did want me to mention that on the podcast here. Of course, uh, that's probably going to wrap things up. I have only managed to have a little bit of 
um, this wonderful beer that is the Bolter Lager. First impression is that it is very, very drinkable. I am quite enjoying it. Um, haven't had a, a great opportunity to take a breath and have a mouthful, um, but it is a beautiful beer. I'd encourage you to go out and try that one. The light blue can, the teeth on the back looks excellent. Um, of course, before we do go, a reminder of our socials, the 19th Tea Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We've got our first merchandise piece, which has dropped. It is some teas. We've got some teas. If you'd like some, let us know on Instagram. We might be able to send a few out to you. Um, they've just arrived today, so I look forward to uh, playing with them from now on. I usually use a plastic tea, but maybe I'll start using the uh, wooden tea and just doing a little bit of ambush marketing on the tea boxes. Of course, I'd love you to go back and have a look through um, our catalogue, which is starting to build up. We've got eight episodes in there. We just recently dropped Becky Kay's interview, which was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Becky was very generous with her time. There's a, uh, a little preview that's on our Instagram page of her story with Kelly Slater. So I'd love you to go and have a listen to that um, and listen to plenty of others as well. Of course, Maverick Antcliffe in there, um, leading the um, Order of Merit on the China tour. So hopefully um, he's making he's uh, getting his European tour card very shortly. We'll be back next week uh, for another episode. We do have some really exciting um, episodes coming your way in a couple of weeks' time. Um, we've had we've had a really good chat with um, the team at Cobra um, and Brenton Ford. So just having a chat around uh, all the latest things in technology and how things are going at Cobra Puma. Uh, that'll be dropping very soon. Of course, Becky Kay, um, we dropped on Sunday. Kieran's going to be off to New Zealand. I'm not going to spoil his news. He's going to play a course over there. So I'll let him tell you a little more about that. I'm off on a tour of the southwest of WA very shortly, playing five courses in five days, which will be excellent. I look forward to bringing you a podcast. That might be another solo one, reviewing those five courses and, and how they all panned out. Uh, and Kieran will certainly give us a review of any courses that he plays in New Zealand as well. I did manage to get out over the weekend. I played at Whaleback, um, another... Uh, interesting little course. I'm not going to go into too much detail. I thought it's oddly designed. It is uh, about the second or third time I've played it. The first for a little while, I didn't really know. Um, I couldn't really remember some of the holes, but I remembered why I think it's an odd course. You can't really take driver on any of the first three holes. It's oddly set up. Uh, I did manage to get around in 94, which I was pretty happy with, 33 Stableford points. Kieran played at Lakeland's golf course over the weekend. Um, stunning, stunning golf course. He told me there was gale force winds um, on his way to shooting a 109. So we'll certainly look to get a bit of a review from Marshy next week on the 19th. T. Thanks very much for joining me. Drudes, it's been uh, a one-man band tonight. Um, we'll see how this one turns out. Hopefully we get a few listens and uh, I haven't bored you to tears too much. Keep listening, rate and subscribe on Apple and Spotify would absolutely love you to spread the word. Um, the more ratings, more subscribers, the further this podcast goes and the more interviews we're, we're able to get with some up-and-coming superstars of Australian golf as well as some current superstars of Australian golf. So please keep spreading the word. We're absolutely loving all the feedback we're getting thus far. So from Drudes, that's it for me. Uh, have a great rest of your week. If you're getting out on the course this weekend, best of luck, and we'll catch you next time on the 19th Tee.